Welcome to episode 9 of Breaking the Ice. My name is Paris. And my name is Connor, and we are your co-hosts. Last week on our show, we released the first episode in a two-part series on young people who will be the North's most promising innovators for years to come. The first guest we spoke to was Nicholas Flowers, who is a young innovator from Nunatsubut. What really stood out to me in that interview was Nicholas's point that Indigenous knowledge is critical in informing STEM and innovation technology research. Traditional knowledge is key to asking the right questions from the outset when doing scientific work. And we also spoke to Aisha Ahmad, who told us about her work looking at how to safely manage mine tailings in northern environments. Our guest today built on both these themes during our conversation. So we are pleased to welcome Michael Martinez to the show. Michael is a Yupik College student who is currently studying at the University of Alaska Anchorage. He has developed a new way of using microbes in rare earth metal mining to reduce environmental damage and avoid toxic byproducts. He's now created his own biotechnology company called Arctic Biotech Oath to build on this work. In 2020, he won the High North Young Entrepreneur Award from the High North Biolog Conference in Norway. And he did all this at only 21 years of age. Michael was also joined by Dr. Brandon Briggs, who is an associate professor at the University of Alaska Anchorage and works with Michael on the Arctic Biotech Oath Project. Now, let's get to the interview. Okay, great. Uh, so just to start us off, uh, why don't we have both of you just please introduce yourselves to our audience and maybe give a few lines about your professional background. And uh, why don't we start with you, Michael? All right. Hello, my name is Michael Martinez. My ethnicities are Yupik and Otomi. I'm currently a senior chemistry student here at the University of Alaska Anchorage. And most of my research and this startup has been from the spin out of the research from Dr. Brandon Briggs lab, and he can introduce himself next. Yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Brandon Briggs. I'm associate professor at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Um, I've, uh, I've come through from uh, an undergrad at Idaho State University, a PhD at Oregon State University, uh, and did a postdoc at Miami University, which is in uh, Ohio, not the Florida one. Um, and then uh, been here in Alaska for the last about six years. And how old are you, Michael, just before we go further? Yeah, before we go on, um, I'm, I'm actually 21. Whoa, <laughs> we're the same age. Yeah, and so I just want to follow up. And uh, for Michael, uh, we read up that you recently won the High North Young Entrepreneur Business Competition for your work on extracting rare earth metals. So uh, we wanted to know for a layperson, what does this exactly mean? And uh, what are the implications of the research that you've been doing? Yeah, that's a great question. So these rare earth elements are the 17 lanthanides, and these are used for uh, their high energy and powerful energy characteristics, such as in batteries. Um, if you've ever been to the hospital for an MRI, CT scan, as well as your phones and computers that you're listening on for this podcast, all of these and um, so much more, such as in satellites in space, require these rare earth elements. And especially as we're seeing these industries move forward, such as with the electric vehicles, with more satellite communications, and um, just more new devices, as well as better healthcare, um, hopefully we'll be seeing more of a need for the rare earth elements. And that is something that Arctic Biotech Oath and myself and Dr. Briggs can provide with this new technology. And with this new technology, um, we're looking at extracting at circumneutral pH. And I think Dr. Briggs can elaborate more on the technology part. Yeah, it's, uh, 
really it's a it's a paradigm shift that we're working for is uh, being able to do this at a uh, a circumutual pH where um, uh, the microbes, instead of uh, producing acids, which is typically done in mining, uh, we're really working on trying to get this done without any types of acids. So just to follow up um, for listeners, what would the what are the negative effects of these acids, just plainly? Yeah, so in my, um, in my presentation at the Heinrich Dialogue and the two minute and 34 uh, business pitch. What I mentioned in there was one fact, um, you, you can look this up also. Um, there's about 50 million gallons of contaminated wastewater. This is a combination of various things, but wastewater from different projects and um, different um, resources and extraction places as well that are contaminating US waters on the daily. And if we're looking forward to doing more projects here in the Arctic, I think we need to be considerate about that. And this this new uh, technology could perhaps um, supply a new benefit into getting these projects moving as they're beneficial for all sides in the medical field and the technology field, as well as um, getting more space and new, new technology. So this technology that you've been working on, is this something that could be deployed right away or does more work have to be done on it first before it, it has a real world application? I think Dr. Briggs can answer that one too. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's definitely more work to be done. Um, we've demonstrated that it's uh, possible. Uh, the next kind of steps that we need to do, be able to really start to commercialize this is to scale it up um, to something that's more uh, economically viable. What's the what's the time frame look, look like for that? And is this something in the next five years, 10 years? Oh boy, yeah. So if we're looking about timing, same thing with the business pitch in the um, in the Norway competition. We're asking mines to collaborate if they want to reach out to us, even right now, um, sending their mines and tailings and actual ore samples over to us. But we're looking at maybe five weeks for actual experimentation, a couple more weeks for actual analysis, and then getting that data out and op open between the two of us who are in that uh, contract. Um, as for the technology rolling out, we can look at this in reality within the next two years or so but then even more to actually get it more developed and as we know on the business side it's better to roll out um, when you have a good solid plan as well as the technology working perfectly um, so that you get the model one you get the next update model two and you get the next update model three um, eventually where you can get actual profits going um, in a variety of places so not just alaska here not just the usa and the arctic is what we're looking at but even more such as uh, Canada, Greenland, Norway, Sweden, and um, the circumpolar northern countries. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Arctic Biotech Oath. This is your startup. And I'm wondering if you could talk about the work that's being done there. Yeah, so a lot of this came up just from being introduced to Dr. Br to Dr. Brandon Briggs back in uh, summer 2018 on my part. So with this, there was a new uh, transition from cancer research into this biotechnology development, and I actually enjoyed it a lot, and that's why we are, we are here to, uh, today. But the technology actually looks at testing different ores, is what we're doing right now, um, a handful of different ones, and getting those scaled up, and not only looking at the chemical and the interactions and the, rele the release of the rare earth elements, but how does it work, and as well as the genome, um, experimentation as well seeing how we can get these natural occurring microorganisms to be able to do something that 
is favored, such as biomining, and preferably in that circumneutral pH area. So Arctic Biotech Oath is looking at the way to incorporate a green technology and expand that further so that we're able to do this at the, the circumneutral pH, um, similar to that of water. I, I think Dr. Briggs can elaborate on what was going on before now as well. Michael's really kind of taken this uh, a whole new uh, step forward. Um, you know, before he came in, we were working on trying to get this technology um, going and it really kind of stemmed from a basic research. During my uh, postdoc, we were looking at how microbes can basically breathe on solid iron. And some of those observations there kind of led us to going, well, we might be able to apply this into a different situation. Um, and uh, it was through some chance encounters that we met up with uh, some people at the University of Alaska in Fairbanks uh, that were working on rare earth elements. We're like, well, this is a critical need. Uh, we might have the right mechanisms. Uh, so we had started with some of the preliminary analysis. Uh, and that's kind of where Michael came in to kind of help with some of those analyses. And uh, he's really kind of taken this a whole next step further to uh, getting this to something that's commercializable. Could you just clarify for audience the role that both of you play within Arctic Biotech Oath? Yep. So currently, as we just um, pitched this at the High North Dialogue competition, this is not an operating company right now, but they start a company soon to be open and released as well. But we are doing the research right now and open to collaborations to those who are listening. Um, right now, the plan is to hopefully get myself as a CEO to be operating the company um, to get the collaborations and business moving from an international perspective as well um, with different levels of um, support here. We're looking at the local level, which is a state, national level as well, hopefully with the government involvement. And finally with uh, other collaborations internationally. And Dr. Briggs, in the hopefully soon in the future, would also be playing the would also be the role of the chief technology officer overlooking with his expertise, many years of expertise in the field, as well as um, um, as being the labor laboratory director for the advanced instrumentation for microbiome studies, he'd be that role and would fit that role perfectly. Uh, Dr. Briggs, do you have anything to add? No, I think uh, um, Michael's uh, doing a great job at being able to kind of bring this uh, particular company together um, and really bringing in the different type of collaborations with the different minds. Um, so I think uh, uh, as we're as we're building the team, um, Michael's doing a great job of putting everything together. Yeah, and these are incredible achievements so far. Let alone that you're achieving it at such a young age. And so I guess to follow up with everything that we've just learned. The question is, like, would you have advice for other young people in the North looking to start uh, businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. So in order to innovate here in the Arctic, I think um, Dr. Briggs mentioned that being in such a, an, a harsh environment, especially during the winters, uh, you have quite a, quite a while without the sun. And most of your time is spent either indoors, which is um, mostly in this urban area in the cities. So getting involved is just a matter of learning what you do, either whether it be in high school or especially in your university and reaching out to mentors, um, reaching out to um, and getting paired with Dr. Briggs was one of the best uh, moves in, I guess you could say my early career um, that, that, that I could have done. And um, 
being um, among these different organizations and programs, uh, such as the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program and the American Indian Society of uh, American Indian Science and Engineering Society, and uh, many more, such as the American Society for Microbiology as well. A lot of these are able to push you in the right directions, not only in answering uh, various questions in the research area, but looking at what's hot right now in the green energy sector, what is going on right now with different collaborations in low 48, as well as abroad as well. That's how I was able to get into contact with uh, the professionals from Norway and seeing what is happening over there. How are they transitioning their conventional energy methods to green energy? And how can Alaska, Canada, and other Arctic countries um, be able to compete. I think the healthy relation between competition is also something that is um, pretty good to move forward, not only for us, but also for the world. I think um, a recent article touched on, I think, uh, stating that the, the, the United Nations actually stated that acid mine drainage was one of the um, contaminating and polluting rising problems to waters. Um, so I think that's something to address that right now all of that learning, all of that um, being involved in different programs and, and having a mentor is able to fit perfectly with deploying this idea that uh, hopefully can make an impact, not only here on earth, but hopefully maybe in a couple of decades also in space. Um, I think Dr. Briggs also um, probably has qu quite a bit of details for the education part, maybe in the Arctic also especially with microbiology. Yeah, yeah I, I think you really kind of hit it on the head there, Michael, of uh, looking out for different types of mentors. Um, and uh, I think Michael's being a little too modest. Uh, he really is a go-getter um, and he makes those connections um, himself. Um, and it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a large network uh, of people that are out there that are willing to help and wanting to help. Um, but it's a matter of finding them. Uh, and so uh, asking questions and um, uh, being able to just kind of put yourself out there. I think uh, Michael's been uh, amazing at doing that. And that's what's made those type of connections that he's talking about. I just want to return to something that Michael mentioned at the end about innovation in the North. Do you think that the full potential for innovation is being taken advantage of? And if not, what could be done by private or public institutions to encourage innovation in the North that isn't being done now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I'll have Dr. Briggs answer that first and I'll come in at the end. Yeah, I think uh, there's an incredible amount of potential, um, uh, especially in biotechnology in the Arctic. Um, if you look at the, uh, you know, globally, the biotechnology uh, in cold environments, most of that stuff has come from Antarctica. Um, and, uh, and part of that is just because uh, it's a little sexier place to go. Um, uh, and there's logistics, there's more logistics there to actually get to Antarctica than some of the places in the Arctic. Um, and so uh, I think there's a lot more that can be done. One is uh, making that more known, uh, trying to get the logistics of uh, being able to access the Arctic, the high Arctic at least. Um, and uh, I think making that connection between uh, basic research and applied research. Uh, there is a lot of basic research that's going on uh, and that's really the foundation that has to happen. Uh, but then that next step of applying that um, 
into the uh, uh, something that can be actually uh, commercialized. Um, you know, like Michael said, the Arctic, it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult place to live and there's uh, um, it, the extreme conditions really drives uh, innovation. Um, and uh, I think the other thing that we really need to make the case for is that the innovation that is required for an Arctic actually helps in other places around the globe as well. Uh, you know, a great example of this is uh, horizontal drilling. It was first developed and innovated in, on the Arctic North Slope um, because it's so expensive to build different pads for drilling that they developed a way to build one pad, but then uh, horizontal drill to another place. Well, now that's being done in the um, many places across the world uh, to be able to get um, uh, methane and different type of fracking uh, operations. Um, so I think something like this, that uh, Arctic Biotech Oath can actually help not only show that uh, we can do this in the Arctic and the cold uh, and be modular and be able to move in different places, but also that's available in uh, many other places as well in the lower 48 or uh, across the globe. Just before we move on, I was just wondering, Michael, if you had a follow up on that on that other question as well. Yeah, he answered that pretty well. Um, the innovation in the Arctic, you also have to look at the, um, the, the rising population of new graduates and educated that are also, um, whether it be Alaska Native or indigenous to Canada as well, um, they also have quite a bit of ideas and these different programs and um, connections are able to have them to deploy their ideas, not only um, in this field, biotechnology, but also in other areas of STEM. So I think that's pretty good to, to take note of as well. And with the innovation in the Arctic, a lot of it is, does take on the, the form of collaboration as, um, as we've seen with many different conferences happening now and also um, in the past weeks, um, especially looking at the, circum, uh, the circumpolar Northern countries and also the Nordic countries as well. So it'll take collaboration to move things, whether it be new technology, new, new products or um, new innovations. And with one of the courses that we've uh, covered with Dr. Briggs at the university, um, there's a variety of technology um, being used and also gathered and also discovered new forms of uh, um, different, whether it be different mechanisms, different bacteria, different microorganisms that are able to give certain things that could be applied in the medical field as well as in the biotechnology field. So it's a good outcome that's coming. Yeah, and it's really interesting to hear that both of you guys are talking about this idea that, of course, this is going to be beneficial for circumpolar um, industries um, existing in the circumpolar region, but that it's intended for broader array of use. And so I guess to kind of come back down to this, to the north, I, I, I have a question of, do you see, what do you see as the future of uh, the industry specifically for mining in the north? And how much of that future do you see um, people living in the North playing a role in that? Yeah, that's a great question. As for the, as for getting the, this type of new technology out and especially being able to collaborate with um, existing companies such as the mining companies who are very prevalent around and also seeking new exploration projects, I think it's a good um, movement, especially with uh, the movement of green technology across many sectors, across many countries, that um, getting to early collaborations such as now would be beneficial for um, soon to come. 
um, the regulations are changing as well. And also look, looking to implement, um, just being a little bit more um, conscious to the, the green energy and also the impact around the surrounding um, immediate area, whether it be the land, the water, and um, seeing how you can also make those connections with the actual community. Because essentially the community will also be providing um, the environment for those um, places to take place, such as the stores, the houses, the people who are there, as well as the workforce. And um, with these, these new projects and these new companies, such as Arctic Biotech Oath, we're looking possibly to get more people to um, get involved in, in the job sector, get, getting trained a little bit more, getting a purpose to go after those degrees and more education to um, get involved in a new exciting company such as this that will um, perhaps change and move the industry forward. Um, I think Dr. Brees can add to that as well. Yeah, I think you, you answered that uh, quite well, Michael. Um, and really, yeah, it's uh, it's adding another type of industry, um, uh, especially here in Alaska. Uh, there really isn't any type of biotechnology uh, industry that's happening. Uh, there's some uh, things, but um, for the most part in uh, the mining industry as well. Um, so we really need to, like Michael was saying, bring people in, uh, get them trained up. Um, and uh, that's what we need uh, the people here in the North that are living here um, to um, uh, join in and uh, get excited about these particular opportunities. You know, I see my job as trying to uplift um, different voices. Um, and uh, I think uh, Michael's um, a great uh, person to be able to help, um, you know, show um, or help uplift that voice and uh, help uh, see other people uh, that are much more uh, in diverse in voices and uh, uh, reasonings. And um, I think that's, uh, um, that's really where I see my uh, particular job. And um, Michael makes it easy for me. Thank you very much. So I just want to switch gears a little bit. So after you won your award, you were quoted as saying that, that this was a, a Yupik and Indigenous Peoples win up here in Alaska. So I'm wondering if you could just tell us briefly about your identity as an, as an Indigenous person and uh, what that means to you. Yes, that's a great question. Um, yeah, and so being Alaska Native as well as um, Otomi, so um, my mother has ties to the village of Kotlik in the southwestern part of Alaska in the coastal area, and my father is Native and Indigenous to Central Mexico. So speaking on that part, um, it, it's pretty exciting to see because um, I think even those who are even my age or even younger as well, especially upcoming, I also have some, some younger siblings. It's, uh, it's great to see that um, someone like them, someone that comes from the same background in the same area um, can actually deploy and actually creative and not only creative, but actually see something that can be used um, for the betterment of the people in the area, as well as for a whole energy sector. And um, seeing how the, the area and the programs have come together is also pretty unique, seeing that these new education programs, and um, such as the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program here at UAA is actually producing um, applicable leaders in STEM. So I think just speaking on that part, that's a remarkable in of, a, in of itself. And um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been quite the grind. It's been quite the 
hard work put into place. Uh, uh, this is not easy, and also perhaps not for everyone getting involved with um, in the business area of things. But if you are excited about it, if you are passionate about it, uh, the sky's the limit here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Michael, um, I know that you had mentioned a sort of timeline for the the company, but uh, we did also want to know, uh, you know, you're near you're near graduating, so. Do you plan on staying in the north? Uh, do you plan on furthering your studies? Like, what is what does the future hold for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, um, getting those nailed out right now, especially too, because um, I think one thing to consider also, and that I've heard um, from a handful of professionals and s some that have uh, also have experience in different industries too that there comes a time, whether it be for technology or for a certain um, event or something that's breakthrough technology, that it takes a mixture of things, but especially it being the right time. And I think now with the various topics that we're hearing about the Arctic, the various funding options that are open now that has changed from uh, decades past, as well as the green, um, the green energy sector being exciting and having a lot of people putting um, projects and efforts towards those. I think Arctic Biotech Oath is a good, um, is a good fit for what's to come and what's happening right now, especially. But for myself, um, yes, I'll be graduating with a BS in chemistry this coming, this, this coming year. And after that, who knows? Yeah, but I think the company will be here definitely the company will be going forward so that's um so that's what matters to me well thank you both very much um just to wrap up i want to ask if there's anything that you think our audience should know about you or the work you do that hasn't been brought up yet yeah maybe dr briggs do you want to go yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know yeah i think we uh we covered uh a lot of this um and i think uh you know some parting words is um you know the is really this uh, ability to be able to move to this applied research um, and um, understanding what the ba that basic research is and how we can apply it in different situations. Um, and that's what's really going to drive that type of uh, innovation. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the Arctic needs um, more innovation to be able to um, both resource extraction as well as for, uh, you know, just everyday lives. And so, um, I'm excited for uh, what the future holds for this. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Thank you. I'll probably talk a little bit too. Um, pretty exciting to see Arctic Biotech going as well. And thank you so much for um, Dr. Briggs joining us as well as Connor in Paris. If you guys are listening, those who are in the mining sector or on the different areas of collaborative efforts, especially in the Arctic, um, I think you can reach out to us either through the, the hosts here or through looking up uh, the University of Alaska Anchorage and getting into contact with Dr. Brandon Briggs. Well, great, that uh, that's the end of that. And we, Paris and I would just like to thank you again for appearing on the show. I think this was a really interesting discussion. And it's definitely awesome to see uh, innovation of this sort happening up in the North, especially with people um, as young as yourself, Michael. And so we wish you both uh, the best of luck going forward. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you.